Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 4, Chapter 9. Today, I'm going to share with you an interview with Eddie Hayland. Eddie is Anagraman, also known as the King of Latex. And Eddie is such a funny guy. It was really an experience to edit this one. And because we were both very tired after working a lot in float and maybe even, you know, just being intoxicated by all of those balloons around us. Eddie was teaching in float 17 and was working hard with a very high energy. And so uh, during the interview, there was a little bit of uh, funny bits. I hope you enjoy the tips that Eddie shares in this interview. I think they are awesome. This show is sponsored by Brody's Balloons. Let's go right into the interview with Eddie Halen. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and I'm so thrilled to have in the show today, in Float 17, Eddie Halen. Eddie Halen is Anagram Man, and I want you to hear all about that. Hello, Eddie. Who is Anagram Man? I am Anagram Man, fighting the fear of foil. Dun, da, da. And in case you're not uh, familiar with foil, you nearly need to stop the car now, listen really closely, because this episode today, this chapter, as I call it, um, uh, is going to potentially make you a lot of money. So why, why do you use foil, uh, Eddie? Because foil has a totally different look than latex. It has a more vibrant, a more sophisticated, and mostly important, a more expensive look. Do you use foil only indoors or also outdoors? Well, it's going to depend. If I, There are issues, as everyone knows, with out, outdoor and indoors. If you use helium, the balloons tend to expand or contract. But if you use nitrogen, you can actually inflate balloons and there, you won't have any issues. So if you're, if you're building something inside and want to take it outside, you aren't going to have problems. So if I'm doing something outside, I'm going to try and use nitrogen. Helium is going to be a problem. Foil balloons do not expand like latex. So what you're going to do is wind up either popping a balloon or it's going to shrink down. So every situation is a little different with that. And also, I imagine in terms of the weather and uh, wind, uh, that's also things that uh, you need to take care of. Do you have any solution for using foil outside in terms of fighting the weather? I always tell the client, why are we outside when there's a beautiful ballroom inside with air condition and climate control? So I'm not a big fan of outside. It's it's kind of a roll your dice. Yes, you can do it, but it takes a lot of skill, practice, patience, and luck. So let's talk about the indoors events and how to use foil in order to uh, wow your customers and uh, make them pay for what you do. I've noticed in your class in Float that you use all kinds of designs and arches that use foils a lot. How can you connect foils to one another? Well, I've been showing a lot of the Anagram products, the designer balloons that are, were done by Chris Horn. And there's diamonds, there's orbs, there's cubes and panels. And what I've found a lot of times is people have the tendency to think, 
you inflate a balloon and then you create what you're making. So I actually make and produce and prep everything uninflated. So I can walk into a job, unfold my product and all I have to do is inflate it. So this means you basically collect and tape the products together even before you've inflated one foil balloon. That's correct. And some things are different. My, my basic thing is just packing tape, two-inch packing tape. There's all kinds of other tapes you can use depending on the situation. That's the main go-to thing. There's also um, what you call zip ties or cable ties that you can also connect with. And I've noticed that you use pretty much multiple taping solutions and they all seem to work. Depending on what it is, yes. Just because I use one, and I try to teach that to everyone, that just because this is what I'm showing you doesn't mean it's the only way. There's always uh, other ways of doing things. And there's, uh, I use, like if you were in the class, you saw I use like three or four different kinds of tapes and I try to show all of those products because every situation is different. Yeah. And do you often combine mediums, like uh, use foil and then use latex as well? What would be your aesthetics on that? Oh, of course, yes. Because you don't have to stay... Like you, everyone knows, we use every product that there is. So, like we did columns and I use latex to hide seams. So, what kind of weights would you use to create an arch from foils or, or a column from foils? Sometimes you don't need any weights at all. They can be freestanding, depending on what you're making. Uh, if I'm doing a wall, what I'll use is just a pole and base and just merely packing tape on the back of it. Everything is a little different. If I have to anchor it, sometimes I will use a, a sand anchor out of a balloon, out of a latex balloon. A lot of times... We go into like hospitals, you can't use any latex. So foil is a really good option for that. So you have to be cautious of that as well. How do you show your customers the designs that you, that you want to make or that you can make for them? Well, I have a catalog of stuff that I, I show them. Sometimes a lot of it is custom work and they just trust me to do the designs because they from past experiences is that catalog is that a catalog online is that a catalog they go do you have a shop they go into well we do have a shop we have a, an office warehouse situation that people can come to we a lot of times we'll go to the event venue and just look at the venue and create it for them there and then while we're there we can show them photographs of something we've done in the past or an idea that we have Do you have uh, employees in your team? Yes, we have. I have a whopping two people at Balloon City World Headquarters in Dallas, Texas. You work in, in the same territory as other balloon giants work in. So how do you cope with competition? What is your take on working with that type of an environment? Well, everything is good. We're all friends. We all hang out. We all, you know, share and it becomes a good advantage. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes they need help or I've got a question or they've got a question. It's, I use it as a networking system. I, I know a lot of people are always afraid or, or, or don't want to share or, but I don't seem to have that problem. And I don't think anyone will if they use it, you know, to their advantage and, and just, bond with everyone and you, you get you're stronger that way do you have any tips about pricing how do you make sure you're not losing money when you're creating a design for a customer I, that's a really good question because I actually went into that on class like sometimes when we design arches they're shocked at how few balloons it takes there may be in an arch eight balloons 
And they tend to like, well, oh, a balloon is $5, $10, $15. But I'm always saying, if you charge X amount of money for an arch, never charge less for a new product. Perceived value is important. So we kind of cover that a lot. I, I always, people have a tendency to piece pricing, you know, well, it's five balloons, but it's more of a perceived perception. And if it's newer and it's something different, I charge more for it. When you say new, you you mean like um, you look at the, at the arch, and it's not one of those garland arches with basically four balloon clusters stacked on one on top of the other, which can be very nice and 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 uh, effective and fast to make, but. Uh, it's not as new as an entire arch made out of foils connected to one another in all kinds of weird locations and printed up uh, with all kinds of qu of quad five inches. So uh, basically, when someone, when a customer looks at the final product or, or the picture, he actually sees something that he never saw before. If you would meet uh, young Eddie Haaland like five years ago or ten years ago, younger. And, and better looking. <laughs> and you would be able to give him some advice or advices. What would you tell younger Eddie Halen? Actually, I think I've done everything pretty damn well. Okay. I call myself the Force. You know who Force Gump is? Yeah. Remember the movie Force Gump? Yeah. I'm Force Gump. Really? Yeah. Force Gump was just a normal person that just went through everything you went through in life. You got it. just happened. Yeah. I'm Force Gump. And then in class, I'll tell them, I'm, were you there when I said, I'm up here, but don't think I'm brilliant that you can't do this. Right. And, and I try to tell them, if I can do this, you can do this. This is nothing. So I'm just, been, I, but I'm driven. You're driven. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad driven. I, my goals are no more star. I used to teach a class, no more starving artists. And I would literally start the class. I'd hold up a bag of bullets. What do you see? And they're all like, ah, I see this, I see that. And I say, oh, I see a hundred bucks. You're like, oh my God, right? Because $10 bag, where yeah. can you make that kind of profit? Yeah. You, you do you do any marketing? Yeah, I mean, not anymore, but I used to. Your business focus mostly about uh, corporate work. Tell, tell me, why did you choose corporate? In the beginning, I used to do general public stuff. Like, I thought, oh, well, this will be fun. Let's do a wedding. And then I realized that weddings are a one-time shot with, an, uh, with a, a, a girl that's only had one, her biggest day ever. And it's just too high maintenance. And, and it was just non-repeat business. So I, I went from general public over to the corporate side by that kind of a market. You've got more professionals. You've got a bigger budget. They understand perceived value. They understand the cost of doing events. And, and then you establish this whole circle of clients and it's repeat business and it just grows from that. And these days you don't really need to do a lot of marketing because you have your clientele. But um, how do you recommend people will do marketing of that type of services? That's a good question because if you're starting out, how do they know where to find you? Where do they know how to do that? I would say join associations. It, it depends on how big or how your city is, but there's always going to be some kind of a chamber of commerce. There's always going to be something like that. I'm in Dallas, Texas, so I have the Dallas Convention Center Bureau. I have all these kind of things. I've joined professional meeting groups. Um, I've joined uh, event planners. 
also your hotels there's a host associations for all the hotels so I do one with uh, national catering executives so look in your towns for those kind of associations how often is it for you that a customer books you and they didn't book you ever it's the first time that they book Eddie Halen I do get that big from my website new people that have found the website and they'll come and, and call and or actually email us and But most of it is repeat business, which is the way I want to do it because it just compounds from that. You keep these people and you make them your friends and you have good establishments and you have a good trust and bond between your client, which is really good because they know what I do. I know what they want and it goes from there. So if I do get a new customer, I'll spend a little bit more time with them. I'll actually kind of almost pre-qualify the customer to see if we're a good match and let them understand what we're doing. And if they're not familiar with them, I'll send them directly to the web page and they can look at our products and then they can come back with their ideas and then we'll combine them. But most of it is repeat business, which is the best way to go and just keep establishing and building on that. Do you also go to conventions, not as a teacher, but to learn and to expose yourself to new techniques or trends? Oh, yes, I try to. I mean, education for everybody, you know, no matter how long you've been in the business, there's always something different. I, I can, like, go to class and go, oh, yes, I know this, or I've seen that. But there's always something, if you listen and learn, that, that will help you. And I really, like, if you come to my classes, I'm more about the tricks, the techniques, the, the different ways to do something than really the basic design, because that's where you, you really get your skills for later in life and when you're doing something and you think, and then they go, oh, yeah, there's this one technique and I can build from that. Yeah, like for example, in class the other night, um, one of the foil balloons had a, a broken valve and then you show the way of how to fix that. Yes, because there's always there's always Murphy's law and, and when it comes in, if you, you know how to fix it, you, you just look like such a hero to the client. If the client has an issue and you can keep yourself calm and give them a good solution, I always look at them and I go, that's why you hire me. Can anybody build an arch? Yes, they can. But you hire me because when something happens, I know how to correct it, how to fix it, how to take advantage of these situations. So here's a question for you. You are now going to be sent into an island, <laughs> okay, with some foils, and you have electricity there, and you need the minimal amount of equipment in order to score the best island party ever. What do you need? The minimal amount. The minimum amount of equipment that my favorite pieces of equipment that I would use, I would use a nitrogen tank with a 10-foot Conwin hose and a trigger gun. And the reason is with that hose, I can, I can go to what I'm working on. I don't have to bring my balloons to the tank and inflate them. Because I, I do big pieces, and if you're trying to move a whole wall, you can use... the hose to go to it so that's my absolute favorite tool and then if if you go down the line then you go to like an electronic some kind of an inflator and then you uh, it all else fails you go to a hand pump and i guess if i'm on an island with no electricity no, oh you have what what if you have electricity is what then what would you do you have electricity i would call sos get me off this island <laughs> 
And how will you inflate the balloons to make sure the chopper can find you uh, fast enough? I would use my foils to spell out SOS on the beach. <laughs> So this is what we call in Israel when you ask dumb questions, <laughs> you get dumb answers. And uh, I, we, we both didn't sleep that much uh, in the last few days. You, you, already, you, you inspire so many people, and you should know how to live the dream. I respect uh, your your attitude and your tips, and, uh, and I think that. Um, there's so much things that can be learned. How can people learn more from you, Eddie? I would say come and see me the next time I'm in a town near you. Or you can find me on Facebook and haunt me like everyone else at 7 in the morning on a Sunday going, you don't know me, but how do I do this? <laughs> so, Eddie, if people want to see what your business is all about, so if they want to meet Anagram Men, they need to go and attend one of your classes on one of the conventions for example Balloon University is upcoming in a few months people can check that out and, and, and it's I have to say it's quite an experience with Angraman and if you want to just snoop around and see your website where should people go the website is balloonCity.com but if you're on Facebook you can also find me at Balloon City USA so uh, I will add some links to that on the balloonartistpodcast.com website and that would help as a signal by Google for Google so that Google will see that you are uh, worshipped by so many websites and um, I want to thank you Eddie for all of the uh, uh, smiles that you make within the industry and also of course uh, in all of your uh, corporate gigs thank you I appreciate your time and everyone out there thank you for listening I appreciate your time as well isn't Eddie great I think his approach to business is phenomenal the way that he lives in an abundance and he's not afraid to cooperate with his colleagues instead of being concerned about them being so awesome or something like that he's awesome by himself and he does an amazing job I really take a lot of things from Eddie, for example, just not being afraid of foil. And I think the most important thing to take from Eddie is that new is worth more for your customer. So even if you're bringing a new design and the design uses foil, it's new for your customers to see foil maybe. And in this case, that is by itself worth more money for them. Some of you already know that I'm running a mini course for free. That's the BIP mini course. We call it George and we had two lectures by now in the mini course and I've been getting some pretty good feedbacks from people that are joining George. In George, because it's free, at the end of every lecture, every micro lecture I call it, I share an opportunity to join a better group of one of my courses or products. And so we have plenty of new members in the better group of the clowning and comedy one-on-one -on -one course, uh, which is uh, at clowningcourse.com. I didn't launch it officially yet. I will launch it uh, at the beginning of June. And we also have some pretty amazing people joining the, the Balloon Upsells course. The Balloon Upsell course uh, is actually not just a course, it's, it's also like a website that you get with a shop with ready-made designs that you can sell to your customers immediately and you have your own 
version of the shop uh, waiting for you once you join this uh, this program and I'm really excited about this one. This one is going to revolutionize your business and going to make you a lot of money. The BUC, the Balloon Upsell course, is going to be launched actually in the middle of June, but the beta group is already available and I'm excited to work with with so many uh, people that are, they understand business and they see the, an opportunity and they jump on top of it. And also, many of them are mabkis. The people that took the modern automated balloon business course, which is more like a program, I call them mabkis, and many, many of them joined uh, BUC, which is just phenomenal. You can still join George. It's free. There's some really good actionable tips inside and resources. If you want to join George, just hit me on Facebook or check for the link to join in the Balloon Artist Facebook group. If you're not in the Balloon Artist Facebook group, you're missing up on opportunities of learning, of education, and so on. Uh, by the way, the Balloon Artist Facebook group is a group that I personally monitor as its admin, and I make sure that there are good, high-quality stuff there and no repetition of posts from other groups, so those are deleted, and also no rants. So this group is not for uh, coming and ranting about how you should charge less money. No, it's actually a place for people to learn how to charge appropriately and more money and eventually how to give your customer an unfair advantage on top of you by providing them so much value while still being able to charge a high amount of money which will make your family rich. So um, that's just a little bit of uh, uh, messages about the Facebook group because we had a few posts uh, last week um, that were inappropriate. If you want to go and check, go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group. It's such a party. At the end of June, I'm going to launch MABC, the Modern Automated Balloon Business Course, version 3. There are so many improvements that I'm going to implement into MABC 3.0. That course will open up for registration only at the end of June, and I just wanted to share with you the schedule so that you could plan ahead. Uh, the course itself will not start right after the registration. It will actually start either at August or at September, according to the people that join MAPC. Uh, lastly, I just want to share with you that I'm working on a job cost form feature for the balloon stock app and for bodies balloon stock app as well. The job cost form feature is going to also revolutionize your work. The job cost form feature is designed to help you make sure you're not losing money and also to make sure that you know how much money you spend and how much money you should charge in order to make a profit. I think that the concept of job cost form is so brilliant in its simplicity and I think that having that as an easy tool, uh, which is not something that we have right now on a mobile phone for sure, um, that's something that we need. So if you are interested in more information about that, you can either contact me or buy the balloon stock app because uh, obviously once this new feature will come out, um, this tool is going to revolutionize your business or at least help you make a few more bucks. So I hope you are enjoying the show and that you're enjoying season four. I will be seeing you either in George, the mini course, or 
next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. See you guys. This show is sponsored by Brody's Balloons. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi. This is Season 4, Chapter 9. And the tip of today is related to a mistake that I did uh, in my business, in my content business. And that is something that I think you might learn something from or just be entertained. So uh, I've been working with Uri Weiss, a master of comedy, a very funny human being, a very generous person that knows how to teach people how to not try to be funny, but rather be clownish and self-aware and uh, how to express pleasure and naivety and how to be in the moment and basically... Uri Weiss from the clowning uh, course.com or from the clowning comedy one-on-one course. So he was on the show on uh, season four, chapter 6.5. So I actually was um, practicing being an agent for Uri and I sent him to a couple of workshops, live workshops in Australia, in Melbourne. But the mistake was that uh, Uri asked me, what type of visa should I use? And I was, you know, uh, not experienced enough in this aspect. And I told him, just take a, a tourist visa because you're visiting some friends and you'll be fine. And Uri... Uh, got to Melbourne after like 30 hours of flight. It's a long flight from Israel to Melbourne. And everyone were like ready for him in Melbourne. Like the students were ready. Everyone are ready for the workshop. And then the immigration stopped him, collected him, took his phone, found out that he's doing a workshop and basically that he's using the wrong visa. The short story is that Uri got arrested and detained in uh, immigration jail, uh, which is like a detention facility. Uh, but there are people there that, you know, uh, stay there for four years even. Uh, all kinds of uh, people that has uh, refugees issues. They stay there together with people like Uri, uh, who only had the wrong visa and just wanted to teach people how to be funny uh, while not trying to be funny. That's the short story. He, we had to cancel, cancel the workshop after all the preparation. And we had to, of course, reimburse everyone. They just got their money back within 24 hours. And also as a compensation, I gave away a free copy of the clowning and comedy course for every single one who registered to the workshop, uh, which is uh, quite a nice compensation. Uh, I really don't want people to be discouraged in their journey of exploration of concepts of comedy or of clowning. So if I can support them in that way, so be it. Uh, we did lose some money on the flight there, Uri and I, and we are sorry for not being able to give you the workshop. But there was an amazing, amazing situation in jail, in the detention facility where Uri gave an amazing show to all the people, all of his inmates, uh, and also all of the like, prisoners, the, the, the Australian authorities. And that show there was so successful that people there were, you know, 
um, standing in line uh, and before uh, going into dinner, just waiting for Uri to bypass everyone, go first and get his meal first. And that is like in prison, that's the biggest uh, honor that you can get. And that's the type of honor that clowning can get you. So clowning can maybe not get you out of a problem like like actual if you are if you if you are not using the right visa that's not going to help you but while you have other stuff in your life other tragedies clowning and clowning can actually make your tragedies into into comic situations and we have actually captured the story of the show in prison uh, yesterday in the studio when we were filming more uh, Candy Cups designs for the Balloon Upsell scores and uh, some business lectures for the Balloon Upsell scores and we, we, we will share this as a bonus. It is a very, very inspiring story. We will share it with you guys in the clowning and comedy one-on-one course on module 5, the bonus module. So this will be available for you guys at the beginning of June. I hope you enjoyed the story. The moral of the story can be either make sure you use the right visa, guys, especially when you're traveling to Australia, but not only, of course. And also, I mean, seriously, consider clowning because professional clowning, the one that Uri teaches in clowningcourse.com, is all about a different way of life, of living, an optimistic approach that allows you to get even tragic moments, like being imprisoned, um, into something that is meaningful in your in your life and it is positive. See you guys next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast.